0: And welcome to the M2 Podcast, this is a show where we cover esports and personalities, gaming industry related news, new and upcoming games, and technology and innovation. My name is Michael Anthony. my co-host is Kyle Heath, and pretty much what we like to do here is do the uh, gaming news review of the last week. And what we like to start off with is what each other have been up to. So Kyle, without further ado, what have you been going on? Like, what's been going on with you? Um,
1: This past week, did I play... I think I played some, um, oh, I played some more Saints Row, I'm pretty sure. A little bit of that, you know? update. How'd that go? The update has finally come out today, so last time I played was before the update, but went all right. Um, went very much uh, okay, I'd say, for the most part. I think we still had, like, a, a lag out in <laughs> a mission or two, but other than that, well, not even a lag out, just a straight-up disconnect for no reason, but still made some progress. Uh, we pretty much caught up on, like, all the side quests and stuff. Um, I think when we were, uh, when we were playing initially, we were just, like, I think we were, like, breezing through the main story, and then when I was looking at the actual, like, how long it took to beat, I was like, oh, we're, like, actually, like, a few hours away, I'm pretty sure, from actually finishing the game if we just keep playing oh. the main, so we had, like, a ton of side quests to catch up on, so we were doing that. But now it's gonna be back to main story, but, um, I don't know, there's not, I mean, in terms of the actual story itself, I don't think we have much left. Um, which is, like, kind of unfortunate considering a patch just dropped that's supposed to, like, fix a lot of bugs. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be trying that patch out soon and seeing if it actually makes a huge difference. Um, There was actually an article that dropped this week. I didn't put it in our lineup here, but it was essentially stating that the Saints Row developer is actually essentially being shifted over to a different, like, studio, like, management at this point. Like, Gearbox essentially is taking over, like, the the dev team like they're taking that dev team and moving them under a gearbox so they have like more resources and stuff um so i mean there could be some good that comes with that um because i i needless to say it's taken a very long time for them to even try and like fix the game or <laughs> like content and stuff like that so hoping to see some differences with that but but yeah for the most part i was just playing um just playing some of that and um don't really know if i did uh what other in this week? I was about to play Saints Row, trying to get that done. I, I mean, what about you, Mike? I
0: know you've been on some games this week. Um, well, sorry to hear about Saints Row for you. I mean, that kind of—I know that's kind of a bum. Bummer. Is, dude. Yeah, maybe you can go back later and like kind of speed run through since you already know what's going on after uh, you finish the game. But for, I guess for me, I I played my placement matches on basically like a. A burner account on xbox for uh halo infinite i streamed that tuesday i think it was you stopped in for a little bit i think yeah uh, I, did. I think it was tuesday yeah dude my boy yeah, my streaming
1: in. you know i'm stopping in baby you know <laughs> man man
0: <laughs> that's
1: man, never streamed, yeah, I, ha- bro,
0: I have to that's a fact like I-, I need to get back on my grind at least like do a couple of hours here and there because i do game i just haven't been streaming um i've been playing a little bit more of the call of duty campaign uh and then i started playing a little bit of multiplayer i think it was sunday or monday of trying to play on gamepad so controller and just trying to like see what the differences are stuff like that seeing adjustments i'm not as bad as i like it's not as rusty as i thought i would be uh i was i was doing all right but there were definitely moments man where it's like i didn't know the map well enough so i was just getting bopped like constantly by people but if i was playing on like mouse and keyboard where i'm way more reactive and like just quicker and more accurate i could probably have held my own so i think there was like definitely one of those moments where i was like i gotta play more i gotta unlock the guns and it's like it's such a hassle to do um yeah. like there's a whole there's a whole big issue right now with like unlocking the different attachments for the guns um yeah. like how difficult it is yeah yeah, it's not uh, good for the casuals. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I don't know if I played COD this past week.
1: <laughs> it's kind of just yeah. like... Uh, I don't know, I may hop back on at some point, but... I mean, I know it never was, like, huge on Warzone, so... Warzone 2. yeah, I will say, Warzone 2, the proximity chat, I'd love that. I've been seeing so many clips of, like, um just how much fun people are having with the proximity chat alone, so... I'm glad they got that. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. It um, came out today, uh, right? Yeah. Well, I guess it was yesterday. I guess Wednesday it dropped. So yesterday... Yeah,
0: I. I haven't played it or seen any gameplay. Um, well, that, that's a lie. That's a lie. I did see, like, one or two clips on Twitter. But really, I've just... Like, when a new thing drops for an EA title... Not an EA title. Uh, Activision Blizzard title. And actually EA, for that matter. I don't touch it for, like, the first day.
1: Because yeah. there's always...
0: it's always There's always something broken. So I'm like, I'm not going to get my hopes up. And apparently, they're... Uh, I think I sent you the clip of Zlaner. It's, yeah. Oh uh, so, yeah. It, it, like, it just kept kept crashing over and over again <laughs> yeah. on him
1: yeah. poor guy
0: uh i think that's really all i've been up to this last week um i slept more <laughs> i've been watching like, <laughs> yeah, been, like watching watching some uh tv and just taking naps and just chilling i uh, was yeah. taking it easy really uh,
1: yeah dude i i got a tooth pulled this week so you know um, oh yeah I'm that's hop- right i'm hoping this doesn't affect how you feeling? i mean i feel all right but um it's uh, like, I think for the most part, it's not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, there's not really not much swelling or anything, which the doctor, like the doctor, like doctors, I feel like always hype it up. Like it's going to be the worst thing. Cause for some yeah. people it probably is, but uh, my, I'm healing pretty well. So for the most part, I'm good. And I'm just, you know, popping the Tylies every now and again, a little Tylenol, but <laughs> that's but a good I'm, idea. But yeah, ho- I'm hoping it doesn't affect if I'm like kind of low energy at all, or I look like I'm like pale as i'll get out it's probably because my body's just healing and like trying to fix the hole that it's um that's been created but that's tough
0: yeah i guess as a podcast right now we're kind of in shambles like i'm having to stand for this episode and move around (laughs) because it's like my lower back and it happened this morning like after the gym i don't know what happened but like it's like a cramp or just tightness so i'm just over here you're going to see me move around a lot and I'm going to try to do my best stay around the mic. So it doesn't do that whole like (laughs) fading in and out, you know? Yeah. yeah. But
1: Uh, dude, we're struggling over here. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how else to say
0: it. Yeah. We'll be fine though. We got a, we got a big next week. There's, um, us like Americans, uh, Thanksgiving and black Friday deals and cyber Monday. So we get to get to talk about that a little bit, but for this week, like, why don't we, uh, segue into, the stuff you found for us i agree
1: i agree also quick cliff note at the end i do want to talk about possibly next week's episode i'm thinking a potential thursday thanksgiving release to give people time for the black friday because we're going to be going in pretty in-depth on black friday so giving people an extra
0: day you know could be helpful i think yeah i think that's probably the move because um we actually have to record on the wednesday
1: yeah because we're recording a day early so i think it's only right especially for black friday like people want to get those deals,
0: like, I think Thursday morning yeah. will be
1: the move. We'll post it Thursday morning so you guys have all Thanksgiving to actually sit down and absorb the information and see what's out there. But, um, but I yeah. I like dude. that idea. Oh, Black Friday episode's next week. But that is next week. <laughs> it is this week. And this week we have yes, some stories sir. to cover. Um, just a few. But I wanted to start off with Elgato. They dropped a brand new stream deck this week. A uh, brand new iteration to the stream deck lineup. Uh, the Stream Deck Plus is what they're calling it. Very, uh, I, we always compare it to Elgato's, like the Apple of Stream products, and this is like, you can't get any more Apple than this, just tacking plus on really the end is. of the actual device name. But regardless, this is a Stream Deck that features eight buttons, like eight of the Stream Deck buttons, a touch bar <laughs> that is underneath the eight buttons, Then underneath the touch bar is four knobs so i think for a while as a as a avid stream deck user i use it on the show to switch scenes, to stuff in real time and if you stream it's good to have one but most people have the standard stream deck but i know for a lot of people especially um if you're using the whole elgato ecosystem whether that's like the wave xlr or the actual wavelength you know software and the you know, wave microphones if you're using any of that stuff there's a lot of features that um would really benefit from knobs rather than clicking a button. So say you're trying to adjust an audio on a channel. It's much easier and much more intuitive to use a knob of some sort. That is definitely what this is targeted for. <laughs> it's like if you're trying to use a knob. Definitely going to be want something like this. I'll read a little bit of the article though. It says Elgato, the company responsible for my strange addiction to putting more buttons on my desk. <laughs> I agree with this article writer. Yeah. Over at the virtual. Already. Um, it's just launched its latest streaming accessory, the Elgato Stream Deck Plus, which is currently available on the Elgato Store for $199.99, $70 less than the Razer Stream Controller, and $50 more than the Stream Deck Mark II. Um, just like its predecessors, the Stream Deck Plus has an array of buttons that can be mapped to a variety of functions and plugins available through the Stream Deck software, but this version is equipped with a set of four knobs and an LED screen, and... I guess it's the LED touchscreen. I just think of I, like my head's going to Apple Touch Bar because <laughs> that's what they on the Mac yeah. they had that Touch Bar like thing. It's immediately what it reminds me of. Um, but I mean, it, it really is. Just, it is a touchscreen, of course. But um, the way they show it off, it seems like just a nice little display. So like, if you're actually adjusting like volume or something, you see like what it's actually adjusting in real time. Really nice little, uh, nice little note there. Um, and uh, again, there's. Not, I don't think there's too much else um other than this. One thing and I saw a video on this. I was watching um Senpai Gaming here seller his video on this <laughs> showcasing the product. Um the biggest feature with this is that if you buy the Stream Deck Plus, if you buy this product, you actually get the Wavelength software without needing a Elgato mic. <laughs> so you can actually have like a mixing board essentially. Um and you can have an entire like audio station on your Computer um, without the need of like you know Windows Mixer or anything like that, which is really nice because the Wavelink software is some pretty rad software, and you can do like submixing and and there there's you can really control everything on your PC through a piece of software. It's like huge. the The biggest drawback was you needed a Elgato mic right to like actually access it and utilize it. But now, I mean, you just with this you can um, use the software and you don't need an Elgato product. You can just mix everything on your PC essentially. So pretty nice stuff there. I mean, I, that's probably the, one of the bigger of the bigger benefits. I feel like from a product like this is like not only the hardware is, you know, the hardware is going to be great and work well. Mm-hmm. You also get the awesome software with it. So a huge, huge plus there. Um, again, there's you know there there's competitors. We've seen like Loop Deck, and you know we've seen Razer's version. I mean, there's a lot of competitors now to like the Stream Deck market, but I mean, Elgato is kind of the uh, they're the original creator and. And yeah, I mean, the fact that they're releasing um, a Stream Deck with knobs, I think is um, it's definitely going to, there's definitely some people that are probably going to end up buying this. And if you're looking for a Stream Deck, this might be a, uh, I think this might be a decent, you know, um, thing to consider if you're like a newcomer to it and you want to get a Stream Deck of some sort. This could be actually uh, something you may want to pick up. I don't know. But
0: what do you think about this, Mike? I, you, do you have a Stream Deck? No, I I don't. My my entire config is basically a mixture between using my Steel Series, my my uh, well my Steel Series headset that just comes with a regular knob for gaming and uh, chat, and also my Astro Mixamp. So, I my stuff isn't really that complicated. Uh, I use a couple of digital things on my PC. I think a stream deck would probably help me out, but I don't know how often I would personally use it because really. I spend most of my time just gaming and listening to like one channel and stuff like that. And if I do have two channels, it's pretty much either like desktop audio and then chat audio. I try not to go any further with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I do think from like a perspective of a streamer or anybody that has like multiple audio ports and this is like really demanding, I feel like most of the technology you're going to be getting is actually in the software itself. The rest of it seems to be more of like just analog features with the actual dial that you can press, like you can, uh turn left and right up and down and also your analog physical like keypads and buttons that you can press. Yeah. But outside of that, I mean, it just seems like they're all pretty much the same. There's only so many ways you can complicate a stream deck. Yeah, that's you know? true.
1: Do you think this is peak stream deck, Mike? I think this is it.
0: <laughs> peak? Um I don't know. Like so Elgato also has the foot pedal too, right? Yeah. So true. it's it's really just adding more and more elements until we get to the point where we can use basically all our extremities.
1: And at that point, <laughs> just
0: to, like, run VR at that point. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting product to say the least. Um, I think, like, for me personally, I've had a stream deck now for, I think, going on four years. I've had the same one. I think it was one of the... the Mark One, I, I guess, you can call it now, but... um Yeah. But I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic product. I use mine every day, but it's mainly for, um, like, for me, I have a set of, like, of, like, monitors or speakers and headphones. Obviously, like, most of the time, if I'm, like, not in a call, I'm using my speakers. So it actually makes, I have a button configured on my Stream Deck where I can switch the audio output, like, instantly. So I can literally just click a button and it switches the audio, and then I don't have to worry about, like, going into the window settings and changing anything. It's just literally click a button, and it works, and, like, it takes... It's, like, seamless, <laughs> so that, like, stuff like that helps me. Um, I mean, and even there's applications... I, I saw some applications here, I mean, you know, editors can sometimes use them as, like, a macro board, because that's what it is, so, like, you can oh, just... Oh, yeah. You can shortcut a lot of the editing process and streamline it. Um, and with this one, even more so, because, like, when you have the knobs, I, I saw, you know, again, in the, you know, Senpai Gaming video, I saw Harris was... He adjusted a knob... And he had it configured in his final cut to actually like cut off the frames of a video. So, like when he, it, and it was frame by frame. Oh, so he would just barely was... do it and it would actually like cut the frame, which like stuff like that, like especially. That's convenient. Cause like when I'm in DaVinci and I'm trying to like cut like a frame or <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to move something back a frame, like especially if you have the lock on, like if you have the like snap lock on, it'll like, you'll go to cut a frame and it cuts like five. You're like, dude, come on. Yeah. Man. Like it's so frustrating, but with this, you can get really precise. So, yeah, that could be an interesting use for something like this. Um, it's all at the end of the day, it's a glorified macro board, so it's anything on you, you can like, and it, it's got. I think the biggest thing about Stream Deck is multi action functionality, so you can really like automate stuff <laughs> if you want to. Um, yeah, obviously, the people that are gonna benefit the most are streamers who want to like have complex scene transitions or you know, have these different interactive things on their stream. It's you know, nice to just have a hub where you can just click a button and uh. Good feeling buttons too they feel really nice but yeah it's just you know click a button and it switches things up but um but yeah it's um definitely a nice tab for streamers but uh but yeah you, you know anyone i think could find you out of a stream deck and this gives you more options and more opportunity to do things i feel so i'm all for yeah. it am i gonna get one i oh,
0: probably not at least not right now <laughs> yeah you already <at> have one um, <laughs> you don't yeah, need, I don't need it. knobs <laughs> so yeah, it's a good idea. I think, uh, I mean, now that I think about it, it's like that would be super convenient for me to have one central audio output because output. sometimes I'm having to actually like switch from one to the other going back and forth, um, especially when I like plug in the Xbox and it's like, okay, where does my audio come from? And yeah. then I have to <laughs> literally unplug my Astro Mixamp and then plug it in to the uh, the Xbox. But that's like, I feel like something entirely different to begin with. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. It's its own set of issues.
1: Yeah, that requires a different solution more than likely. But.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, good to see Elgato still coming out with new products. Um you know who I wish was coming out with a new product in January. <laughs> February. <laughs> yeah. You know.
0: So one of your games that you've been dying to play.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I hate to Bart. report it, but Dead Island 2. The dev has delayed the game yet again. Oh my.
0: How are you feeling emotionally over this?
1: One word, Mike. There's only one word. The situation. Devastated. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one word, dude. Uh, I love the subheadline. I got this article in Polygon. The subtext, the headline is The Irony That Damn Buster, Buster Studios Says. The irony is not lost on us. <laughs> Which <laughs> I really hope not, because this is quite. This has just gotten worse than Cyberpunk at this point. Uh, in terms of the amount is, of times uh, this game is. has been delayed.
0: Absolutely unreal. Uh, what's been delayed more? Dead Island 2 or Skull and Bones? I
1: don't even say
0: that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I come on, I forgot
1: about Skull and Bones, dude. <laughs> you just had to bring it up. Well, oh, they delayed man. it again,
0: and we were all collectively just like, alright, no more of that. It's out <laughs> of my life. <laughs> like... oh,
1: dude. Come on, man. I'm just saying. It's true, man. Just saying. It's true. It's true. You wanna know when this game was originally announced?
0: Wasn't it like twelve years ago?
1: It says in the article. It was announced eight years ago in 2014. <laughs> hmm. um, it was announced in twenty it. so it was announced in 2014 for the following year. Changed Dev Studios twice since then. It's been delayed once more. Publisher Deep Silver and developer Dan Buster Studios announced the zombie game's latest delay on Thursday. That is today at the time of recording this podcast for your very ears acknowledged that the, <laughs> the Black Huber of Dead Island 2's latest and hopefully final setback Dan Buster has said quote the irony of delaying Dead Island 2 is not lost on us and we are as disappointed as you undoubtedly are publisher and developer said in a statement posted to Twitter the delay is just 12 short weeks development is on the final straight now we're going to take the time we need to make sure we can launch a game we're proud to launch for those of you who've been waiting for years thank you for hanging in with us i mean i you know Dan buster studios you know Ooh. what I have to say i don't know how much we're waiting i can do you know i ain't gonna pre-order your game i ain't doing it all right oh give you're crazy the, if you're ordering anything give now. me the metacritic <laughs> score right now i refuse anything less you know the new release guess when the new release is mike
0: oh april something
1: april not only is it april but it's the end of april the 28th of april
0: 2023 they should have did april 1st <laughs> dude oh, you know, honestly. they would have
1: got dog are you kidding me
0: oh i dude just saying like at this point you're trolling everybody you might as well go all the way
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh there is one silver lining though in all of this and that is in december dan buster promises to release an exciting new trailer and gameplay at a dead island 2 showcase that is on Twitch and YouTube. December 6th. So that's going to be... Um, I guess I'll get another trailer. You know? Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I guess. You know? Um. <laughs>
0: oh, man.
1: Oh, It's just rough. So I'll read a little more of the article, too. So it says it's taken Deep Silver a decade and three developers to get here. After Techland Creator and the original Dead Island and its standalone expansion, Riptide, decided to follow its own path with the Dying Light series, Deep Silver taped Jaeger to develop the sequel, which did uh they did Spec Ops the Line for those that don't know. Fantastic game by the way. You should go play it if you haven't. It's very good. Um it'll make you uh it'll make you think and yeah it's it's a very uh psychological kind of game. Um it's about the war and stuff. Anyways, great game I'm not gonna go into detail. In twenty fifteen Jaeger dropped was dropped by Deep Silver apparently over creative differences. UK Studio Sumo Digital who did little book Little Big Planet 3 and Crackdown 3 took over and worked on Dead Island Island 2 in silence for two to three years. Sumo 2 was ditched in 2019. Deep Silver announced that development had been switched to an internal team, Homefront: The Revolution developer, Dan Buster Studios. Quite the path, huh? Quite the path. Like, I have to say, it's uh, it's um, it's. I, I just want to play this game, man. You know. just want to play if this is delayed one more time all fans everywhere it ain't it ain't happening chief you know what i'm saying like i don't think i can take another one you know i don't think i I do
0: it i don't want to be a doomer but i think it's chalked i think it's going to be an absolute bust it's going to come out and not work
1: i this i i hate to agree with you but it's just (laughs) the reality we face in modern day video games
0: you know yeah if you if you see that many red flags Hall a spade a spade, man. It's exactly, over. Dude, it's over. It's it's shocked, man. I'm done ignoring the signs in the sake of like nostalgia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like especially with like franchise level or sequel level blockbuster AAA titles. Yeah. I hate to say these
1: words, but you know, if uh if the game is good, I will be surprised. I hate to say yeah. it, you know, <laughs> if the game is actually good, I'll be shocked oh man every time we see this level of delays especially this often it's history has shown us it's never been good you know
0: never Uh,
1: never dude god of war ragnarok released
0: (laughs) a week ago
1: dude and it was no and i did they even they're already talking
0: game of the year no no i don't think they did I don't think I can't remember Uh, if they mentioned 2021 and then let's find out delayed it. I can't remember. Scott or Ragnarok delay. That is I mean, but that's it was like one delay if it was delayed, but it was delayed. Okay. It was delayed. It was supposed to come out in 2021. And they uh, Sony initially announced that it was expected to be twenty twenty one. It was ultimately delayed. I believe he said because of the pen, the panty penny, <laughs> the panty because i think uh youtube basically flags you if you say the full word or something <laughs> anyway um
1: all i will yeah. say is that th- that's an example of a game that you know was delayed and released great but you also have to consider it's a much different situation we're talking about one delay yeah. that was like you know over a period of time they didn't uh, and and like every game we've seen where it's you know delayed multiple times just never ends up good man like I mean, we're talking dude saints row it's yeah. fun i'm having fun with the game but i can't sit here and say it performs well i just can't like and that's just reality of it and it was delayed how many times like like it was originally that's supposed to come times? out yeah it was like i think it's like three because like it was originally supposed to come out in february i and like yeah. i mean i didn't get i don't even know i'm pretty sure it's supposed to come out in 2021 and then it got pushed to february and then it got pushed to august and it's like and it released and what yeah. happened it's like a mess, Broken. and they. It yeah. took them two and a half, three months to fix it. It's like, dude,
0: um, it's like they, uh, it's like they get games. Not all devs are like this, right? We should probably throw that in there, so we're yeah, not torching everybody. But it's like some of these games that are coming out are just playable. You know what I mean? Like, like they built. They, like, the final build of the game, not the final build, but, like, the most stable version of the game, they're like, alright, that should be good enough so we can get, like, the reviews out, make a couple of bucks to fund and get some type of return on investment to actually fund the remainder of the del- the devs and engineers and art designers to finish up the game, and then they use us as, like, beta uh, testers. Yeah, I, it probably is an unfortunate reality yeah. of it, so... I mean,
1: yeah, it's, um... Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Games are super complex, especially nowadays. Like there's a lot of systems, yeah. and I mean, some would argue probably too complex with how many people mess it up. <laughs> but true. I mean, but you know, They're bigger I, teams now. I think. Yeah, exactly. There's bigger teams. The more people you have, the harder it gets to manage, and that's just a fact
0: of that's a, any business. You know, um, so. that's a fact. Yeah. I mean, there's a you know. there's this there's this famous saying um i'm going to butcher it and i'm going to definitely get the percentages wrong but the sentiment you should understand is like in a company or an organization there's like 20% of the top people do 80% of the work and 80% of the people do 20% of the work <laughs> no it's it's something like that like the skew is like and if you've ever been in a position especially with like team sports organizations group projects like everybody can relate to group projects in school there's always that one person that's doing all the work and then like one guy that just never shows up Yep. you know that's like it's like that at all levels man all levels of like every bit of society it's just human nature i think yeah so it is man it'd be it'd be foolish not to think it happens as well in like game development like sometimes it just gets too big and there's no there's too much vision but not enough leadership to get there yeah
1: it's very true that's how
0: it is and you know i don't know
1: all uh, at the end of the day all i know is i'm just worried about dead island too but i'm starting to get more of like yeah it's just not gonna be good and it is what it is like <laughs> it's just like yeah. i'm not as much worried as more so as i am just preparing for <laughs> just not a good experience i don't know i dude. mean 2014 that's a
0: long time man yeah between three that's studios long, come on damn buster damn
1: buster didn't home front the revolution i heard that game was okay you know i'll give it i'll say 2016 i think is when it came out or something like so you know it was a while ago but i'm wishing for hoping for the best but you know expectations are running dry just is what it is xbox is also running the accounts dry of you know People getting suspended, dude. It's <laughs> unreal.
0: Yeah, I've heard about a, this. Uh,
1: yeah, there was a report that came out this week. The Xbox Transparency Report. It revealed up to 4.78 million accounts were proactively suspended in just six months. That's a lot of suspensions, bro. Um, That's a lot. So anyways, article comes to The same. Verge. You already know. Um, Jess over at The Verge. <laughs> Microsoft has released its first digital transparency report for the Xbox gaming platform, revealing that the company took proactive action against throwaway accounts that violated its community guidelines 4.78 million times within a six-month period, usually in the form of a temporary suspension. The report, which provides information regarding content moderation and player safety, covers the period between January 1st and June 30th of this year. Includes a range of information, including the number of reports submitted by players and breakdowns of various proactive enforcements um, taken by the Xbox team. Microsoft says the report forms part of its commitment to online safety. And uh, we see a little, uh, we see a little chart here, a little bar graph of uh, what's going on, uh, enforcements that are proactive versus reactive. Um, and uh, yeah, this is pretty wild. So. It's kind of hard. To, the shades of green here are not in anyone's favor, I feel like. It's kind of hard to tell between the two. But um, yeah. the, darker, the darker shade of green is the reactive um, the reactive reports. And then the light green here is the proactive reports. Um, and as you can see, year over year... I mean, dude, this, this is kind of wild. Because, like, so approximately two-thirds of the enforcements issued the first half of 2022 were a result of proactive detection. Which is far more than previous years, and previous you know six month periods. So July to December twenty twenty, there was four million reactive reports and only four hundred thousand proactive, um, and that pretty much that trend stays the same through January and June of twenty twenty one. But once you get to July and December, there was only two point two million reactive reports and then four hundred sixty one k proactive reports, and now. We could see that the xbox is they're really making a commitment to safety here <laughs> if it's like I mean, we're talking Jan- so january to june of twenty twenty two there's four point seven eight million proactive reports two hundred and fifty three million or two two hundred two point five three sorry so two two million like five hundred and thirty thousand um three reports which is kind of crazy so i mean far more than any uh previous six months <laughs> to say the least um, yeah the reactive clearly hasn't changed much. It's been about the same, but... It, I mean, it looks like... It, Mike, it looks like they're taking some serious steps here to actually be proactive against accounts that are violating terms of service. Kind of crazy. I mean... what's going on at Xbox, dude? They they really want to really up their numbers.
0: Yeah, I think there's a... This actually reminds me of what happened maybe it was two years ago with PlayStation. So Sony announced that there were going to be the report feature... Within like, how, how should I explain this? Like within voice group and like communication chat, when you filed a report, the communication that you had in group messages was recorded and sent as a file with the report system. And it was done automatically. So what yeah. was happening was the Sony was automatically like recording all the conversations that people were having on their services. Which I mean, they kind of have every right to do it's in their terms of service, and you agree to it when you use um um Sony Live service, but Xbox here, I think it might be doing something similar, like proactive and reactive I mean th- those numbers are insane they're like crazy high from the previous six months yeah. to these six months, and the only thing that I can think of where they made this massive change is the acquisition of Activision Blizzard and with the the strewn like the massive amounts of Uh, essentially like lawsuits and like convoluted details that are coming out of Activision Blizzard and like all the horrific stories that you're hearing. And yeah, civil suits. I think they're trying to get ahead of that with like, let's not make situations worse possibly. Um, And what it does say with like proactive, it's like these people have, or these accounts have violated its community guidelines. So it's kind of all a bit reactive because how else are they finding these people like banning these people in general you can't just ban an account just to ban an account right i mean technically they could but why would they do that yeah you want to keep you want to keep the good ones so they must have been like flagged somehow maybe like they got numerous amounts of reports from the community when they're playing online games yeah like shout out pod players saying <laughs> some really crazy stuff so like yeah i could see that happening um Really, it's like it's up to Xbox to exactly say what happened and yeah. why. They're cl- they're on the trenches, man, they're trying to make it family friendly. Yeah, I think you have a really good theory, though. I suspect that Microsoft, as you were
1: saying, is like they see what's going on with Activision Blizzard and all like the safety issues and employment, the employment treatment, and all that. Like they're saying that and they're saying, okay, maybe we can do better. You know. You know, not only on like with our companies, but also like just be more proactive, for lack of a better term, on the actual services we host. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's a good, solid theory. Um, makes sense. A little bit further on the article, they uh have a uh, they have a little circle graph showing, um, showing the actual enforce enforcements by action taken, and thirty four percent, two point four three million enforcements were account and content. Only one hundred ninety six thousand were content only. And then um 400 and well so 4.5 million were uh 63 percent were actually account only so um around 6.93 million accounts received a temporary suspension in total as a result of both proactive action and player reports um and so yeah there's um definitely not so, so a little bit further down the article too it says you know microsoft says that xbox ambassadors uh, which are community members who assist other players with general support questions were invited to preview and provide feedback on the report and that all information was collected in accordance with its commitment to privacy. The company will release a new digital transparency report every six months going forward to share progress updates alongside a continued review of Xbox's community standards. Hey, overall, pretty solid stuff. I like this. I think this is certainly a uh, step in the right direction. It seems like yeah. Xbox figured it out.
0: Yeah, you know, you know, one thing I just thought of that, like, so I haven't been using Xbox and the Xbox app in a long time, like as much as I used to when pretty much the only game and device I had was my console, um, I saw personally an uptick of bots, specifically like phishing scams, some uh, adult content. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they were yeah. inviting you to groups where you're like, yeah, that's kind of inappropriate stuff. Like, why are yeah. you on a console to begin with? Like, <laughs> So, hopefully, those accounts are the ones that got targeted and banned. Um, that'd be nice. Did you ever experience that at all? Um, again, like random miscellaneous DMs from like Hot Girl 66. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know,
1: oddly enough, on Discord, I've seen an increase in that. Not necessarily Xbox. I mean, I haven't used Xbox in a long time. Do I think it's on Xbox as well? Of course. Like, I think it's just, mm-hmm. we're, in a, we're in a period, like, even on TikTok, it's bad too. Like, most social media, like, it's just bad. Like, even on Twitter, I get DM requests from, like, group DMs where it's clearly a scam or, like, clearly something stupid and I'm just, like, reporting yeah. spam-like DMs, like, all over the place. I feel like it's just getting worse. Um, so, yeah, this doesn't all surprise me. I think it's probably most of it. It's just, like, you know, these stupid, like, phishing attempts or just
0: bots. Like... Exactly. M- Mine's all uh, crypto on Discord and yeah. Twitter. You're telling, yeah you're telling all me all the time it's
1: like from yeah. discords i barely use i literally only stay in discords for emotes i'm sorry all discords i don't use that that is why i'm in your discord i like your emotes <laughs> so uh, take it as a compliment I, right
0: <laughs> i literally have a folder called emotes <laughs> <laughs> it's like discords i go in there i turn all notifications off i'm just here for the pepes all right <laughs> yeah dude,
1: it's not a bad idea i should probably start compartmentalizing some of my uh, servers but yeah, dude. It's with everything. I mean, I do like to see that Xbox is taking a more proactive approach.
0: So, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see that. It's definitely needed in certain aspects. So, yeah. for sure. Let's go. You know what Xbox is being proactive about? Mm. Maybe Phil Spencer. Well, Phil Spencer, the king of Xbox, the king, and dude. the main Xbox boss, the Xbox gamer, the yeah. dude that just wants everybody to play childhood games. CEO, if you will. The contender.
1: Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the, the all-father. The one of three <laughs> yeah. main gaming pillars.
0: God, you oh, know. That's a fact. Yeah, you're Phil and, Spencer, he just, yeah. and he's like, I want to have everything free. Just give me Game Pass. Today. Everything's free. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah, dude.
1: Um, well, Phil Spencer actually said that Keystone, those that don't know, Keystone was um, the rumored streaming device that uh, Xbox was looking to release for uh, Game Pass. Game streaming. Cloud streaming. Keystone was put on ice because it has it was more expensive than we wanted it to be. That's fair. Yeah, I think it's very fair. Um, according to the Xbox boss, the ideal price point for an Xbox game streaming stick would be anywhere from 100 to $130. Um, sheesh. Yeah, Jesus, is right, dude. Um, it looks like the only place we're going to see Xbox's console game streaming device is on Phil Spencer's shelf. In an interview on the Verge's decoder podcast, the gaming Microsoft gaming CEO gave a status update on Keystone, the code name for Xbox game streaming device, and explained why the company doesn't plan on rolling it out anytime soon. He told The Verge that Keystone was, quote, more expensive than we wanted it to be when we actually built it out with the hardware that we had inside. Uh, despite never officially announcing the device, the company shifted its focus away from Keystone to get Xbox Cloud Gaming working on Samsung TVs. Shout out, Mad Mike. That's 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 for Samsung TV gang over here. That's what um, I said. <laughs> and, and other devices like the Logitech G Cloud. Um, yeah, and then person wrote the article so they got a, you know they got a chance to actually check out cloud gaming on the Xbox app on a Samsung TV a few months ago and was shocked at how well the games ran. So there you go, running well on these <laughs> cloud uh, TVs. Um, when asked what would be, what have what would have been the right price for an Xbox streaming stick, Spencer said it would be somewhere around $130, $100 for that to make sense, especially if the plan was to ship a controller with it. Spencer explained that the Xbox Series S, selling for $300, the price difference with the keystone needed to be significant to provide value for the consumer. Very solid point. Definitely need a price gap there. Um, but we didn't go into what made Keystone so expensive. He did say that the silicon choices we were making at the time of designing just didn't let us hit the price point that we wanted. It's all in the CPU and the GPU. Is that, is that what you're telling me? It's all in the processing power, bro? Uh, rather, rather unfortunate. What seems be. That's what it seems to be, dude. Rather unfortunate. Um, Yeah. It's, uh... I would love to see, I would definitely love to see a streaming device. I'd love to see a Keystone. I'd love for, you know, cloud gaming to take the next step, especially in the hardware space, you know. Um, There's also a ton of devices now that do cloud gaming too, so you can, I mean, you can utilize your phone, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I'm saying? It's it's quite remarkable what you
0: can play on now. Yeah, phones, tablets, like certain smart TVs. What else do you need, honestly? Um, I mean, yeah. Um, How do you feel about the uh, the Xbox Keystone? Were, was that something you would ever get?
1: You know, I don't know. If I did more cloud gaming, I'd probably consider it. I ain't gonna lie. Um, Yeah? Yeah. I just haven't, been, I haven't done much cloud gaming. I want to use this phone more for gaming, and I just haven't. You know what I'm saying? Well,
0: fucking get on it, man. I need to, dude. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Um, I need to get on it. But yeah, I mean... I mean I'd still be interested to see what Xbox would do in the hardware space of like having a dedicated streaming device cuz I mean the idea interests yeah. me so I would just be curious as a as a spectator to see you know what they come up with but um looks like we're not going to get one soon rather unfortunate
0: yeah I don't expect it I think I think probably the next console that we're going to get out of Xbox because right now they're actually we talked about this in DMs about how they're not even making money off their consoles right now they're selling yeah. at a loss. Like, yeah. just to get people on the platform, get them on Game Pass, and pretty much everything that we've been saying. Uh, so I think the, the main thing that they're probably going to try to do is what they tried to do with the original Xbox One, where they had the, like, they basically turned the Xbox One almost into a cable box. I could see that being the next transition, where you can basically do cloud gaming from something like the keystone or something similar and it also integrates directly with your cable box like one for one with ease yeah so you can play on literally any tv it doesn't have to be a smart samsung tv either i i think that might be the next hardware that they were that they should go for that and improve your damn xbox controllers man oh trash oh say it they're trash oh trash
1: trash say it dude (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm just oh, being unreal. real being but, real yeah the, uh, yeah yes so even the elite dude i'll say it I mean, Leo, you got people breaking bumpers out here you got a little piece of plastic holding the bumper between the actual button and stuff it's dude, unreal man it's unreal unreal dude everyone's going it, third it party
0: with ease basically I'm
1: saying dude bumpers break buttons break joysticks don't even get me started you know what i'm saying what, what 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 are people having to put their dead zones on? You know, it's like a month into the controller, they're already <laughs> having to like have these crazy dead zones. Dude. What is this?
0: Yeah, fifteen percent dead zone. It works great. Like yeah. I pick up the controller and it's clearly broken. <laughs> like oh gosh, yeah, joystick
1: spinning up and stuff. It's unreal, man. Facts,
0: facts. So you know what's?
1: Yeah, we'll go. Of, I <laughs> no, dude, I, I want to. I I, I want to see. I, what was your last comment, Mike? I want to. What?
0: What do you? I was about? just what saying you think about Keystone. Keystone's fine. I think that they're just going to concentrate more on other hardware that they can integrate and like team up with like Logitech G Cloud, which we covered in a previous episode. We've been talking about how Sony, specifically Sony, needs to just grab their Sony TVs and put a PlayStation in it and I'll buy that tomorrow. Um, But they're not doing it. And Xbox over here is integrating with Samsung. It's like Microsoft and Samsung, the partnership between those two companies right now is fantastic. I don't know if you've ever used a Samsung product or any of the tablets or phones that they got, but they're fire. Pretty good. Um, They're really good. And just TVs in general are pretty good too. So I think Xbox is doing the right thing. And I look forward to seeing where they're going with it. It's kind of disappointing for Keystone, but I mean, I don't think they really need Keystone. I think it just doesn't make sense. That's why he's like, it's going to cost $130, $100. Like, why would you do that when you can just buy a TV and it has multiple purposes? know,
1: yeah, it's a good point. I definitely ain't gonna argue it, you know. Um, I, I do, I will say before we move on though, I think a uh, PlayStation and the TV is a good idea, but I, I get the feeling that Sony's realizing how much, how niche of a market that's becoming and how niche of a market that could be. That's why they don't do it. I don't know. That's my theory. You know, it's like putting a VCR to TV. You know, you just don't. <laughs> you put a DVD you talking on a TV, about? You know what I'm saying? Well, listen, Mike. What are you talking about? I'm not crushing your dreams or anything. All right. I'm just saying. You are totally <laughs> crushing my dreams. You're a 1,000 know, percent crushing my dreams. I don't know, dude. Maybe it's maybe it's the uh, maybe it's Tylenol talking. All right. I just you know. It's definitely you're, you're wild. <laughs> not
0: many people have OLED, HD, or 4K TVs, flat screens. Okay. Most people if they're lucky, have like the 52-inch cheapo version that's like 1080p that they got like six years ago, okay? Uh, You know? And the PlayStation 5's been out for a while. Their sales haven't been doing too hot. I'm going to call a spade a spade. Like, it could be better, okay? So what I'm saying is, is that put the PS5 in your Sony TVs, put it on the production line, combine them. No, like, no disk drive at all. Just make it 100% a streaming application, and I'm good to go. That's all I'm saying. Yeah.
1: You know? You know when people buy the disc version of the console over the digital? Maybe add a disc drive to the side. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's kind of crazy. Bring um, the DVD players back then. Let's go. <laughs> I will dude. I mean, I, I I will concede to one point. I ain't got no LED TV, so there you go. maybe no lead TV in my living room would be kinda nice. But then I'm that's what I'm saying. The only downside i'm t- I'm tethered to the tv mic what if i want to play it in my room i gotta bring the tv and just set it right here in front of everything this, this giant screen just <laughs> playing like this you know what I'm we're bringing
0: back we're bringing back the last topic of conversation Short i got play. my portable streaming set up to, show to the land <laughs> Bro, with my, my 52 just like bring Shit. it in place it down on the ground what are you doing? I'm pulling out my PS5. Oh my God. Uh, what's it called? Their pro, their pro controller. Let's go. Yeah, their
1: edge, dude. I got a DualSense Edge. I'm ready.
0: Hey, man. I've seen like the Quake champions or the Quake, uh, the Quake tournaments. They're bringing their whole PCs, man.
1: They're bringing the dinosaur monitors, baby. They're bringing them Dino CRTs, yeah. dude. They're just... Oh,
0: CRTVs. Oh my gosh. Showing <laughs> up with that, dude. How many people that are actually listening or watching us right now actually know what a CRTV is? I don't know. If you watch smash
1: you do that's all i'll say <laughs> if you <laughs> watch if you here. watch evo you do
0: that's, i'll just leave it at that yeah that's fair
1: uh, <laughs> you know what's all right, actually looking kind of fair you know what's looking kind of fair
0: oh we finally got new information about the 4080s the 4080s baby i got some new 4080s
1: um nvidia is back with another 40 series card the 4080 um and we're just gonna say to the rundown you know if you're buying a 4080 there's there's a couple things, you know. You're either you want some really insane fourteen forty P gaming, or you know, you want to dip your toes in some kind of medium level four K and like sixty FPS and higher four K, you know? Very similar to a forty ninety, but it's not. We can discuss the frame differences in this article from The Verge. Um it's uh it was written by none other than Tom Moran. You know, he got his hands on the uh on the forty eighty. <laughs> the dog, dude, the dude <laughs> The dollars. <laughs> I mean it, 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 look, Tom, if you're ever watching this, we'd love to have you on as a guest. You know, I'll just leave it at that. Um, he's a goat. He's a goat. He's he's a goat. Um but yeah, he he gives the rundown. The card is twelve hundred dollars. It's a it's a forty series, you know. It's gonna be a little pricey. Um, yeah. it's no forty ninety though. That's what it's got going for it. You know, it's not it's not as high as forty ninety, but still, you know, twelve hundred dollars. So and it's also freaking huge, as the article states. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise there. the 4090 doesn't fit in most mid towers there's no uh no surprise there um but yeah it's uh yeah he even put it up against the 3080 i mean we see the 3080 to 4080 i mean dude it's double the card man it's almost double the card you know same same thing as the 4090 it's just it's a big card man um yeah we talked about a lot uh there's also the 12 pin pcie 5 standard delivers 600 watts in total to this to this sucker and you know, NVIDIA has had so trial. Outrageous. They've had some tribulations that they have faced with the uh, with this adapter too, and like trying to get that to work and bending the cables and <laughs> it's such. Bad. Uh, yeah, melting. Yeah, melting the uh, actual board and everything. It's so bad. Um, but yeah, there's that is definitely a thing. But you know, let's talk about some of the benchmarks. That's what is the most important in this, and I think that's what's going to be the most relevant to discuss. So we talk, you know, fourteen forty p. Tom Warren did a bunch of testing, 1440p running on a brand new Core i9 13900K. I'm talking about top of the line CPU right here. Um, top of the line specs. He outlines all the specs. He's going to MSI, MSI motherboard. He's got 32 gigs of DDR5 RAM running at 6600 That That's fast, dude. <laughs> that's really fast for RAM. Um, yeah, and on top of that, he's using a 1000 watt Corsair PCU. That's probably going to be. I feel like that's going to be the golden spot probably for you know building a rig like this. You want you're going to need at least a thousand, um, which is quite a lot.
0: So wild, so wild.
1: Um, yeah. There's a there's a nice. What I love about this too, it's just literally straight numbers when he shows off the actual 1440p average FPS benchmarks for the 4080, and he compares it in the line of the 4080, 4090, 3080. 3080 Ti, and 3090 at the end. Um, and we could see, just to kind of summarize from a 1440p perspective, what we're seeing between the 4080 and the 4090 is that in most scenarios, um, maybe, I wouldn't even say most, probably in like half of the scenarios we're seeing very similar frame rates. We're talking like flight simulator, 63 FPS compared to 64. It's literally one frame difference between 4080 and 4090. Um, I mean... Even running DLSS2, it's, again, a very, you know, frame difference. It's not much. Um, you get to Shadow of the Tomb Raider, it's, we're talking 259 on the 4080 and 291 average on the 4090. I mean, it's, you know, where we're seeing, like, somewhere It's a, there's definitely a noticeable increase. But, again, when you're running that high of frames, unless you're running a 360-hurt monitor, you're really probably not going to know much of a difference. You're not going to see much of a difference. CSGO, I mean, should I even say what these frames are? I mean... You guessed it. I mean, it's you it can run yeah. I mean we're talking, you know, five hundred and ninety average FPS on the forty eighty and six hundred and eighty-four. There's not even a monitor. We covered a monitor, this is like back in like July or August. Remember? It was like a four it was a five hundred like hert yeah. monitor, something
0: ridiculous. Yeah, something ridiculous.
1: If you got that, maybe. But I'm starting to I'm confused if a jump from a thirty sixty a three hundred sixty hertz monitor to a five hundred hertz is actually noticeable. You know what I'm saying? Like I just don't know. So um regardless gears 5 is actually a pretty decent gap it's you know 179 compared to 222 so there's a decent fps gap there um controls 187 to 225 um it's so a lot of these games i mean you know with ray tracing too ray tracing um for some reason it'll control it's different with every game for some reason it'll control if you run control ray tracing you get like almost you get like 45 more frames on the 4090 than you do the 4080 which is interesting um But still, like very high frame rates. We're talking, you know, 125 um, on the 4080. Yeah, I'd be just going down the list. Um, it's a lot of the same thing. It's it's very much like a 20-30 in some cases, 40 frame increase, and that's about it between the 4080 and 4090. So um definitely not a huge difference, I feel like, in most titles. But um, but yeah, if you're running the right, it all depends on your setup and what you're looking for. And I mean, for 1440p. I mean, dude, both are insane. <laughs> like, those are insane frame for 1440p. So,
0: yeah, you can't complain, honestly. You really can't. So, there's like, uh, Linus Tech Tips did a, I don't remember if I talked about this in the last episode, but correct me if, if I have. Um, Linus Tech Tips did an entire thing on 8K gaming and 4K gaming and then 2K gaming. And he asked his employees to basically say, like, okay, what resolution are we on? Can you tell? Not one of them can tell the difference between 8K and 4K and not one of them could really tell the difference. Like, a couple of them could between 4K and 2K. And the reason for that is because the game's actual graphics are just not there yet for that, like, level of artistic, uh, like, composition and being able to see it at that resolution. Mm -hmm. So right now, it doesn't really matter, but it will in the future. Um, I do think another thing to really keep in mind here is the comparison on the charts between the RTX 3080 and the RTX 4080. There's basically from if you go from a 3080 to a 40 uh 4080 you're gonna have around 30 to 60 frames more yeah so that that's kind of significant and yeah, then if which, you want to go yeah. from like a 3080 to a 4090 you're gonna have like what what is that 60 to 120 frames more, yeah in most cases which is yeah. wild yeah so yeah. it's like you need to keep that in mind when you're um trying to choose really but yeah. either way man if you're like dude 1440p, and you're over here getting more than 60 frames (laughs) on Ultra. Like I'm not saying anything. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. It's
1: definitely awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's no denying that the difference between a 3080 and a 4080 is going to be noticeable. And there's Mm -hmm. definitely, there's definitely a lot of improvements between those two. And like, there's definitely, you know, that thing there. I mean, again, it comes down to what can you actually fit in your PC. What are you gonna to have to compromise? Exactly. What are you gonna to have to get on top of the card itself to actually run the card? You know what I mean? That's what it comes exactly.
0: To. And and not just that. There's there's other elements to it that people don't think about. It's like the the frame rate that you're dealing with. Can your monitor handle that? Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a 1080p monitor, or you might need a 2k monitor? Does that have the right refresh rate? Because what's the point of going over 144 frames per second if you can only display like 240? Yeah. Or like, uh, sorry, you can only display 144. What's the point on going over it? Yeah. So exactly. I mean, yeah. And then the whole cable situation too, because like you need display ports that can handle it too. Yeah.
1: You definitely do. There's. I love p. I love building PCs, and I love PCs in general, yeah. like doing all that. But there is there is a lot to consider. So I, I can understand how some people are, you know, trepidatious to actually get into building their own PC. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if you're looking to upgrade. Definitely a lot to consider and a lot to keep in mind, um, and definitely make sure you do all your research before you pull the trigger on something. Um, and more, and it's it's this is probably the most important time to do your research too, especially just from a physical hardware perspective, making sure you can fit everything yeah. and making sure everything's compatible. It's very very important. Um, and if you know if you're in the market to upgrade a GPU, chances are you're probably in the market to upgrade your CPU unless you upgraded that recently separately. You know, so a lot to consider <laughs> at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean I mean realistically if you're going up to a 4080 you're looking to spend minimum $1500 just in additional upgrades on top of the card. So it's like yeah. $1500 and then plus whatever the card is. Yeah. So by... you need you need the right RAM, you need the right motherboard, exactly, you yeah. need the right CPU, you need like the right power. Exactly. It's crazy.
1: And with Ryzen going making a DDR5 requirement. It's like there's a lot there. To... Mm-hmm. Anyway, This is the this is the more interesting chart to me that I'm about to talk about, Mike. And this is the 4080 with DLSS 3. So this is the newest DLSS technology video put out with these 40 series cards. This average this is where it gets really interesting and really showcases the power of DLSS and how big of a jump it is between two to three. So get this. There's only looks like there's only two games that really tested with this who really utilize DLSS 3. We have Microsoft Flight Simulator. So this is just on the 4080. This is not, I'm just going to read the 4080 numbers because this, this alone is like crazy. So Flight Simulator Standard with no DLSS is 63 FPS average. DLSS 2 is 59 FPS average, which is funny, like goes down a little bit. But the DLSS 3 Flight Simulator is 127 FPS average. That's double your frames, dude. <laughs> I'm like, this was DLSS 3, man. That is wild. Um, absolutely insane. The other game they showed was Cyberpunk 2077. Default Cyberpunk 2077, no ray tracing, no DLSS. You're looking at 127 frames on a 4080. If you uh, do ray tracing with DLSS 2, that is uh, that's 99 FPS average. If you're doing DLSS 2 with psycho ray tracing, <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but that is 93. It's a little bit worse. But then you do DLSS 3 with ray tracing, you get 154 frame average on Cyberpunk 2077. Dude, that is nuts. I mean, literally a 50. Five in average FPS increase DLSS 3 with ray tracing. Psycho ray tracing is a little bit less at 149. But then DLSS 3 perf, I don't even know what this is. We're just adding words to this and just like there's even more. Cyberpunk 2077 with DLSS 3 perf plus psycho ray tracing is 190 FPS. That's a ray tracing, dude. Oh my gosh. Absolutely nuts. And if you look at the 4090, don't even get me started. I mean, we're talking. We're talking 160 FPS almost when on Microsoft Flight Simulator with DLSS3 and a 4090. We're talking 225 FPS with DLSS3 perf and psycho ray tracing on Cyberpunk 2077 with a 4090, 225 frames. Like, dude, this is insane.
0: At this point, man, like, if you get a 4080 card, this might be the last card you're going to need for like 10 years. <laughs> perf, yeah. I mean, because our, our next bottleneck is going to be the monitors. Yeah, it's just <laughs> seriously no.
1: The bottleneck right now is the games. You know how many games are just bottlenecked by the yes. amount of power that these cards put that's out. That's true,
0: same yeah, dude. That's a fact. Unreal that's Engine Five fact. is going
1: to be the true test of 40 series. Mark my words. <laughs> you know what I'm saying.
0: I hope it cripples uh, it. Absolutely cripples <laughs> it, man. I
1: hope it does too, bro. We need we need to we need to regulate these cards, dude. We we need
0: <laughs> a video to. Cool it down a little bit. <laughs> we just need them, yeah. Literally, cool it down a little bit. Like <laughs> your heat sink is so big, it's taking up three slots in people's PCs, and it's like three hundred sixty millimeters long. It's like, what are we doing, man, <laughs> bro? If it's... it gets that long, required water cooling required. Yeah,
1: right. It's bad, dude. Literally, the you could fit a circus on the size of the forty ninety and the forty eighty. Literally, circus is in
0: town. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A bunch of clowns, man! bunch of clowns <laughs> over there, unreal. Yeah, Article we'll, we'll also goes see. through
1: some 4K averages, Go. right? So, no,
0: it's insane. It, it's comparable.
1: Yeah, I mean, 4K but, averages, dude. Like, we're finally at a time where we're seeing, literally, besides maybe cyberpunk, and what else besides cyberpunk, and I don't know, Microsoft Flight Simulator in some cases. <laughs> <laughs> everything is above 60 fps on 4k average
0: yeah that has more to do with the stability of the game than it does with the graphics card exactly yeah no, that, because, yeah, because exactly. something it's the game have you seen forza horizon 5 that I'm game sure is i sure it's gorgeous, gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. it is gorgeous <laughs> and this game 4080 okay at 4k 122 frames per second what Dude, that's
1: nuts, dude. Bro,
0: bro what? Average. 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 Yeah, that's right. Average. Like, what the hell? Wild, man. It's actually yeah, I, insane, dude. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I think, uh, just, just comparing the two charts here, your 4080 DLSS3 at 2K is equivalent to the same FPS that you're getting at just regular 480 uh, 4K. Yeah. Like... It is. What the hell?
1: It's insane. This is... I mean, I think 4K is even a crazier leap. If we consider the 3080 versus 4080, the 4K is where we see even a bigger leap than I feel like when it was with the 1440p, you know? Um, the frame averages are insane comparable to the two. I mean, you're getting 30, 40, 50 extra frames in some of these games um, between the 3080 and the 4080. Yeah, I mean, they, they you know, they figured the part out. The only part they need to, you know, work on is the, the you know, actual cooling. But other than that, you know, good job, video. <laughs> You did it, dude. Um, actually, pretty crazy. They also give the same exact chart for the DLSS three, and again, to no surprise, just like fourteen forty p, there are some pretty big improvements. I think um, between um DLSS three and two, um, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Microsoft Flight Simulator from DLSS two to three goes from fifty eight fps to one thirty one. Um, and I mean, yeah, we we see a thirty. We see, I mean, we see a fifty-sixty frame increase uh, between DLSS two and three on, you know, on Cyberpunk. So DLSS three knows what's up. More games are going to start implementing it and utilizing NVIDIA graphics to its full potential, because it's clear that you know with this technology is when these cards really perform their best. So, um, but yeah, overall, forty-eighty. I mean, I, I, Mike, if you got twelve hundred dollars, you know, cheers, dude. <laughs>
0: I think, uh, let's give, let's give the viewers a, because really what they want to know, right, is what should they go with? Should they go with the 3080 or should they go with the 4090 or the 4080? Yeah. So either the 30 series that everybody's been holding off on or the 40 series that just came out. So I'm on PC part picker right now. Okay. GeForce RTX 3080 10 gigabyte is going for $885.12. And the next, let's see, the next 4080 is going for $1,679.99. So, yeah, basically, which would you rather have, Kyle? Let me ask you this question. Would you rather spend around $1,700 to get the 4080 or would you rather go with like $850 to $900 to get the 3080?
1: I am getting the 3080, no questions, no hesitation, no nothing, and I'll tell you why. Okay, I, still I still game in 1080p. I still game in 1080p. Most people do. Do I need a 40 series card for 1080p? Probably not. No, I don't. So, there, I mean, there, there you go, dude. <laughs> There's my answer, no hesitation. Um, if, <laughs> I was in, if I was gaming in 4K, maybe. But if I'm gaming in 4K, you best believe I'm having like a $5,000 PC sitting next to me. <laughs> like It's decked out, and I have monitors that are just like, insane and like i have one of those like ultra wides that hang above my setup from the ceiling so like i can look at stuff yeah i'm going all out you know so but no i mean dude right now i'm gaming in 1080p it's not changing anytime soon at least i don't think it will maybe 1440p if i get a 30 series but that's that'd be the most i'd go i think right now
0: i think that's fair I think that's pretty much where i'm at too yeah and mostly has to do with my current hardware i don't want to go upgrade a like all my stuff, and I'm really concerned that the size of the 4080 will actually be touching my capture card underneath in my other PCIe no. slot. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not about to water cool for the first time on a $1,800 <laughs> <laughs> like gpu so that's the question
1: you're telling me you don't want to set up a water block you don't want to set up a reservoir you don't want to have to actually pour the liquid in and siphon it through make sure there's no air like you don't want to do any of that?
0: i also don't (laughs) want to have to deal with this nvidia four plug mess that they got going out of their graphics (laughs) card that sticks out and if you like bend it too stiff it'll actually create a short around itself and burn into the card it's like i'm good man like, you guys figure that out first. I'll be over here with my 3080. Yeah. So. I
1: ain't trying to be an early adopter. That's for sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: that's good, a fact. Dude. I am. That's a
1: fact. Good dude. on that. And I mean, even, I think there's like, they're working on some, like, some power supply units that are going to come out, like, early next year that are actually, like, you know, supposed yeah. to, like, work properly and give you the proper port for the new cards anyway. All right, yeah. Might as well just wait, dude. <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> might as well wait yeah. until that. I'm waiting until that gets figured out, solved, and, you know. We're in good standing, cause
0: yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's kind of wild to me that Nvidia didn't work with the PCUs like suppliers. Yeah, to, like manufacturing on time. So, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. The well, not just release really on time. Just like let them know, man. It's like, hey, we're doing four plugs that plugs into one little socket on our <laughs> graphics card. Deal with it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, like, yeah, man. Ports operate at different frequencies, and they're not all consistent. You don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. So, you really
1: don't. But yeah. Anyways, that was the forty eighty spec rundown, benchmarks. There you go. You can also go on YouTube and see every other, you know, benchmark YouTuber, Jay's two cents, Linus, Tech Tips, you know, bitwid. Watch everyone and get their uh get their experience as well, because 'cause I'm sure it uh it varies at least a Gamers little bit. Gamers Nexus between. too. Yeah, Gamers Nexus. All of them. And you can find out more info. But uh I don't know, Mike, I think that's all the info I had this week, dude. That's all the stories I had.
0: Yeah, I think it's been a good week. Oh. Um next week should be the black friday special episode that we're gonna launch on thanksgiving day so shout out for that yeah but i feel like uh this week was pretty good we have unfortunately dead island 2 yeah biggest bummer uh, right for sure you know for sure but xbox popping off they're doing well elgato's released a new steam deck which is always good you want like new additions to the family of elgato and yep. then just really hearing about the rtx 4080 is probably the big story of the week
1: oh yeah, yeah. dude new cards coming out am i really happy about them
0: i guess you know innovation <laughs> yeah i mean if i had money to burn i'd probably do it yeah i mean i love my pc don't lie, get me dude. wrong lie. i don't don't get me wrong but i was also trying to stream in overwatch and that sucker just shut off on me dude, like full God, scale power outage everything went off and i'm like that's okay. wild yeah, Jeez. but I, I unplugged one of my monitors and I was straight chilling, so I think it's a power supply issue. Oh yeah, or just... probably got
1: like surge yeah, and just shut off.
0: <laughs> yeah, for so safety. I
1: was...
0: Yeah, I mean, it. I don't know how graphics cards work, but I don't think having like a sixteen hundred by nine hundred pos monitor over here <laughs> operating at like thirty or sixty hertz, and then a two K monitor one hundred and forty four hertz, and then a ten eighty minor at 144 hertz, all one milliseconds. It's like, I don't <laughs> think that's good. Yeah. I, I would yeah, imagine I I that's difficult. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's where we're at when it comes to um the hardware coming out, man.
1: So. It's very much where we're, at. <laughs> where we're at. I mean, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm still I'd say I'm still kind of like excited, especially to see what the lower level 40 series is going to look like. But, you know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but the new one's very cool to see. But
0: you know, not super interested in them right now, at least. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think if you don't have anything else to share, we're we're closing out.
1: Have anything else, to share, dude. Next week's Thanksgiving, you know, for our US peeps, you know, yep. we celebrate. And, uh, we'll try and get you out some Black Friday deals. So be on the lookout. Listen next week uh, to see what we uh, can show you because we're gonna be scouring this week and finding everything we can, and just giving you an hour of just the best deals in gaming <laughs> um, as the holidays yeah. approach. So.
0: I think everything related to gaming. So we'll probably do the consoles. Of course, that's the easy stuff. You the know. more complicated stuff, I think, would be monitors, TVs, yeah, per- uh, peripherals. Yeah, peripherals are gonna be a big one because there's always really good deals going on with headphones. Yeah. Um, possibly um, mics. I actually saw a couple on Amazon for the sure mics. Mm. Oh a yeah, a lot of those, those are on sale too, right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. That. So we'll go into that. Probably hit the major headlines, and it'll be a deep dive into sales. Yeah, really. Dude
1: i mean the other thing too is games i'm already seeing a ton of switch deals like on switch games that's gonna be the biggest thing is switch sales because you know you don't get too many of them so
0: that's um, a fact they never go on sale yeah
1: so a lot of those games are gonna go on sale it's going to be the time to buy games for your switch if you have one and you want to even want to try some stuff out although what another quick note the new pokemon game dropped and uh or the reviews dropped anyway um I will have to send you later. I saw this really hilarious clip. Uh, apparently, there are reports that the performance is horrid in that game on Switch. Oh, no. So I'm seeing like really framey and a lot of pop-in, And it's like, I'll send you the clip. It's pretty good. And for those listening, go, so <laughs> go on Twitter, <laughs> go on Twitter, look up the newest Pokemon game. You'll see a ton of funny clips. And yeah, you'll just see how, how their performance is unfortunately the switch is like it it makes it looks like the switch is reaching the end of its life cycle and it just can't keep up now so um or maybe it's the dev the dev may just not know how to you know because a really good dev will do stuff within their game to actually make it so that you don't notice the limitations like they'll hide they do they have really creative ways of hiding the limitations but i just don't think they did that for this game and yeah it showed (laughs) so at least in the early patches it showed so
0: jeez yeah well that's unfortunate. You're going to have to send me the link, and we'll look into it. Can um, it. Yeah, but we've had them enough. We've had the listeners for, what, like 70 minutes now? Let's let oh, yeah. them go. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be here next week and further weeks moving forward. I'm your host, Michael Anthony. This is Mr. J.K. Heath, Kyle Heath, and this is the M2 Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you later.
1: Peace. Thanks for listening. Bye.
0: See you.